It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Could Robbie Ashford win the starting quarterback job? Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Report Wednesday mm-hmm. to all who celebrate the everydayers. Know that it's Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us. And I think it's worth asking the question, Mike G., Could Robbie Ashford win the starting quarterback job? Several Auburn fans believe that he can and will. You and I, let's get this out there. You and I do not believe he will win the job. We just don't. We don't. We've been pretty clear that we think Peyton Thorne will be the starter. But still, it's worth noting, okay, what are the proper steps that could happen this summer and fall for Robbie Ashford to win the starting job? And I think Mm. the first thing, Mike G., is the accuracy has to be better than it was a year ago. Yeah, um, not accuracy. Uh, the other way to frame that, Zach, is consistency, right? Uh, sure. Accuracy and consistency in the short to intermediate passing game is going to be super important in Hugh Freeze's offense. Um, those passes over the middle have to be accurate balls. You've got to you know, put the ball where the receiver can get it. you got to protect the football. Um, and we saw him struggle with that at times last year. Now, now, mind you, this was a perfect offense he was playing in last year. It was a tough situation. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a dumpster fire he was playing in last year. But unfortunately, the situation is what it is. It put him behind the eight ball. And that's what he put on tape. That's what he got on tape, Zach. He can't, you know, and the way to go back and correct that is uh, by showing every day in practice that you are something different than what the tape said last year. Now, um, you know, on the other flip side of it, I really do believe now you, you brought up, uh, you know, accuracy and consistency first. But, you know, sure. the the un- the intangible that I think is going to be the biggest key to him winning the job is going to be leadership. I honestly believe it's going to be leadership. I think that Hugh Freeze, you oh, know, we you. talk we talk about messaging from Hugh Freeze. Like, I think he's been pretty I'm clear. I'm sorry, in his Mike, before, before we move there, I, I want to touch on the situation that he was put in last year because mm-hmm. sure. that's the biggest argument against his accuracy, right? When people right. try to defend Robbie Ashford's completion percentage, is mm-hmm. like, okay, well, the offense stunk. And look, I agree. The offense was bad last year. The offensive line wasn't good. The running game was inconsistent because of the offensive line. The scheme didn't help the receivers. Receivers couldn't get open. Whatever. And when you look at Robbie's completion percentage last year, 49.2%. Like, that's just Mm -hmm. not good. Right. And the way I push back on that is you look at TJ Finley. Granted, it was a lot smaller sample size because various things happened, but he threw for over 62%. It's the same offense. It's the same scheme. It's the same. In fact, you could argue Robbie's scheme was better because it was opened up more with his legs. Right. And so 
once again, like it's not just an offense and a scheme thing. It, it was him actually throwing the football. Yeah, yeah it needs to get better. So much that, that we have to talk about when we talk. I mean, there's a ton of nuance to Robbie Ashford, right? The hurt shoulder being one of it. I mean, so what percentage did his hurt shoulder? Sure. You know what I mean? Leads to 49%, right? You know, if he's playing with a healthy shoulder, is he up around 60 or is he more around like 58, 57? Those are questions we can't, you know, they're hard to answer. Right. When you talk about this thing with Robbie Ashford, yeah. the, the thing that I have, Zach, with this is, is that that happened. That happened. And, you know, you can say it was this or that. But the bottom line is it's got to improve moving forward. Well, and, and the more concerning part is it happened in the spring again. Yeah. Yeah. With no sure. contact. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I, I just think. Um, you know, a lot of the court, all the quarterbacks had consistency issues. It felt like during the spring. Um, and then you bring in stuff to pay watch. Th- you bring in Payne Thorne, and he raises the floor in that regard. So everybody else has to raise their floor. That is why you create competition and parity mm-hmm. within your position groups. You have to have that. Like, so Hugh Freeze, I think, I believe, Ike says this all the time on our show. Hugh Freeze is a type when it comes to quarterback, you know, but I still believe that he will play the most talented guy who shows the best leadership. And then you put those two things together, that's what gives you QB1 under Hugh Freeze. Yeah, and let's let's now go where you were going just a second ago with with the leadership. And I say this to people who DM me on, you know, through Discord or on Twitter mm-hmm. all the time where it's like, here's my case for Robbie Ashford. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, but like I'm really I think you can make the argument that his feet can cover up, you know, 5 to 8%, you know, completion percentage." Sure. Not 20, but I think, you know, five to eight percent. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's probably worth it. It's probably worth, especially with, you know, questions in the receiving room. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, based on last year's number, you take them from like 50 percent to like 57, 58 percent ish, right? If you feel different. a little bit better, right? Like, I, I think it justifies it a little bit, but it's just the argument of it being a bad offense is not true because TJ could throw for 60 percent. So, that, that was more specifically for folks that say, well, Robbie was in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the, you know, the, the leadership aspect of all of this is quite telling because you and I've talked about this before. You had receivers tweeting at quarterbacks as they entered the portal. Uh, it sounds like there's workouts where Robbie's not there and they're throwing to other receivers. Like I just kind of question, you know, is he a leader in this room? And is it too late? Like, if he goes out there and absolutely balls out, will people get behind him? I'm I'm genuinely curious. That may be the question that Hugh Freeze is asking, right? Yeah, right. And I think that's the question you have to ask about anybody that you potentially start at quarterback. If I put this guy out there, will people follow him, right? So uh, let's not make a mistake. In that same question is being bared out about Payne Thorne and Holden Garner or anybody who purpose to want to be the starting quarterback at Auburn University I just think based on what Hugh Freeze has said now I loved his messaging he's been very clear about quarterback and and what he yeah yeah about what he expects out of an SEC quarterback so if you're a player you hear that and you either choose to embody those things and push door and show your coach that you can be those things or it's going to hurt your chances of getting the starting job um so you know, and I would say, man, to the point, leadership matters so much that it might even hurt your chances to be the backup if you can't embody most of those things. Because remember what we talked about on, on a couple shows ago, you know, over half the teams in the SEC went to their QB2 to start a whole game last year. 
they had to step up and they had to be leaders sure. and they had, you know what I mean? QB two is a super important position in the SEC. There's a ton of parity. People get hurt, you know, and you have to have a talented backup who can keep the locker room. Especially with how young Robbie is still. I mean, he could be the backup, assuming he stays at Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, Peyton starts a year and maybe he's good enough to feel comfortable going to the draft after that. And Robbie could right. be the guy in 24. Like, he's got enough eligibility and time to do that. Because I think but we all agree around, he yeah. probably was thrown into the situation a little too early, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't I don't think he was quite ready. And that's not his fault. I think he did everything he possibly could. But mm. I guess just kind of put a bow on this exercise, Mike G. The, the, the main things that he needs to do, like, are pretty straightforward. I think one's more straightforward than the other. I think the right. accuracy and consistency, as you labeled it, is, is the more clear-cut part, which is what he's working on. When that's his, the talent part, yeah. Yeah, when his quarterback part. trainers posting videos and all that, I think that's great. It's the it's the leadership that I think is going to be the bigger battle for Robbie Ashford because right. to some extent, like, after, you know, a full year in the system, like, you are who you are. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough to, like, become somebody that somebody else after that long. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just hard. It's a fast-moving game, and if you think about it, Hugh Freeze understands that you know while there is patience for him to get this right, um, he needs to show pro- clear progress in that regard. And one of the best ways to show progress is to make sure you have the right guy, you know, sure. at the helm in terms of quarterback, right? So people sure. are going to have their eyes on that position. Is where Auburn has struggled over the last two decades is is that whenever they can find a decent quarterback, you know, they they compete. That, those are the, those are the hard cold facts, mm-hmm. Zach. Auburn finds an above-average quarterback, they're in contention because usually all the other pieces are in place. And then people are like, oh, my God. Are they in place? They are. They are. I think the other – I think You think they are? I think there are other pieces in place for this team to be in contention if the quarterback comes in and and, and is above-average. A chance to win the West come November. Wow. Because that's where they were at. Brian Harson's first year. Think about it. Six and two going into November before it all fell apart. Mm. That team had enough talent to be in contention in November before it all fell apart. And they've got an easier November this year than they had two years ago. Yeah, I mean, so, if they would have beat AM before it all fell apart, they they would have been a top 10 team. I'm telling you, man. I mean, they were talking about Brian Harson being coach of the year, SEC coach of the year at one point yeah. before that you know ended. And then, you know, obviously that we went against Ole Miss. I mean, yeah, convinced a lot of people. And then yeah, that's a good yeah, point. All right, so, the way wanted. so now let's turn the tables. If Robbie Ashford does not win the starting job, which is what you and I are predicting and many others, what does that mean for him? Let's discuss that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Baseball's in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. But look, right now, new customers, they get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 hairs. That's up to $1,000 hairs back. And bonus bets, if that first bet doesn't win, it's free money. Mike G, we all love free money. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join Today, FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. 
See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G of the War Report, our guest on this War Report Wednesday. If Robbie Ashford does not win the starting job and Peyton Thorne is QB1, which is kind of what we all expect to happen, but if he isn't and it kind of goes chalk, how can Robbie Ashford be used? Because I think that's a big talking point mm-hmm. over the course of the summer. Like, Would Hugh Freeze use Robbie Ashford as a gadget guy? as far as whether it's Wildcat or maybe somewhere else in the formation. I don't think Robbie really wants to do that. I think he believes he's a quarterback, which is great. Good for him. Um, So I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to give him two or three snaps a game in in that kind of formation, especially early in the season to kind of see if it works or not. Yeah. You remember last year when I was trying to tell people that what his snap count would be and everyone was like, oh, you're crazy, Mike G. And and then you said it was over eight a game. And yeah, I'm, it was it was well over that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like he got he got the snaps right. And and I even think, even before TJ got hurt, it would have been more. Than it would have been more. Yeah, yeah, they were right. using him. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, you know the word on the street was coming to my ears is is that they see his talent in that same vein. Um, he is dangerous enough of an athlete that if you put him back there, he can create some havoc. Um, he can cause some things. And if you're Robbie Ashford, you, you just you take advantage of those opportunities because you never know when you're going to be called on. Uh, to do it full time. So I do think that he gets used substantially. Right. Uh, I think it's a little higher than what you're talking about, but maybe not as much as what I predicted last year. Right. Like I think, you know, five or six snaps planned. And then as the game unfolds, you may see Hugh Free say, let's slide this in here. Let's like, you know, a lot of it will depend on game situation. But I, I think the thing that, that makes the most him- sense to me is red zone. Oh, man. And, he, and Hugh Freeze kind Mismatches. of touts himself. I mean, he he, he knows that he's good at, at calling red zone plays. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, Robbie in the red zone, especially if you can draw up certain things where, like, you don't have to make a ton of decisions. Maybe it's just a one-read type of thing, and if it's not there, you go. Yeah, I love that idea. You know how you know how we say when you get in the red zone, right? Like, that back in line of the end, it shrinks the field, and it makes it a little bit easier to play defense. This is why red zone offense is so important, right? Yeah, there's less ground when, to cover. Yeah, yeah when, you, when you have a, a quarterback who is a dynamic athlete in the red zone, it kind of neutralizes that advantage somewhat that the defense gets because of the, sh- the, the shrunken field. And then you have to play 11 on 11, and, and, you know, it's not exactly advantage offense, but if anything, I think it kind of evens the playing field. Robbie Ashford is such a great athlete. Man, I'm telling you, if they don't find a way to use him, it will be disappointing. Um, I think that he can you, you might see him score five or six very, very important touchdowns this year for Auburn game deciding touchdowns if Payne Thorne is the starter full time. Right. So, you know, but uh, I'll take you back to um, uh, T.J. Finley and Bo Nix. Right. T.J. Lost Not where I thought you were going. OK. <laughs> TJ Finley and Bo Nix, like, you know, Bo was, you know, we knew, we knew Bo could move. He was a great athlete. Bo was is phenomenal athlete. Uh, But he, you know, part of being a phenomenal athlete is he got hurt, right? Uh, You know, in that Mississippi State game. And if you're Robbie Ashford, these plays that we're talking about getting in the red zone will be really important, I think, to keeping his mind in the game because TJ Finley admitted after I lost the the job to Bo and then after he didn't win the job after Georgia State, he checked out. And then when he got called on Zach, he said, I wasn't ready. He said that. He told us, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready. 
You know, and if you're Robbie Ashford or if you're Hugh Freeze, I think you can use what we're talking about to help keep him engaged and involved in what you're doing so that if you have to call on him, he is mentally prepared to step in as QB1 if called on. And long term, long term, it gives you an option if Peyton Thorne is as good as we all want him to be and goes to the league. All of a sudden, you're not worried about, okay, do we start a redshirt freshman Hank Brown? Correct. Robbie Ashford is more inclined to stay. And so then you've got a Robbie Ashford with two years of experience in a college exactly. system. He and then, you know, a, a true freshman with, 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 uh, with Walker White. Yeah, right. I, I remember, Robbie Ashford has not played a lot of football. So, you know, he's just not had a lot of experience at the college level. So he still has time to grow. Like the, the issue is, is that, you know, again, these coaches are on timelines, man. Hugh Freeze has got to win. He knows mm-hmm. it too. He's, he's, he's This is not numb to this man he's got to win and he knows that picking the right quarterback is going to have a lot to do with whether he wins or not so sure. you know this is the challenge every coach has man go out and find a good trigger man to, to run your offense and then uh that will cover a multitude of sins so you know if you're robbie ashford you make sure that you're the guy that he calls on right uh now or next right that's all, always where you want to be yeah and it's probably next. next right it's yeah. probably next now or we'll next. see um and I, I left out holden gurner in that conversation as yeah. well and He's Maybe not being was, overlooked. He's not being uh, overlooked, though. You don't, you don't think so? Uh, not by me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, not by Good. Me. Good. Okay. All right. All right. I like Holden. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the Locked On Podcast Network's host mm-hmm. voted on the top SEC defenses. Yeah. And I think I think they got it wrong. Mm. I think they got it wrong. My ballot is perfect, of course, but I think they got it wrong, Mike G. We discuss okay. in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. I encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. All right, looking at the top five based on the poll that we put out there, mm-hmm. um, top five defenses in the SEC, Georgia at one, Alabama at two, LSU at three, Mississippi State at four, and Arkansas at five. I personally believe Auburn should be a top five defense, especially over Arkansas. Mm. Arkansas's defense stinks. I don't know what people were thinking when it comes to that. And we'll just give you the full list here. Six is Texas A&M. Seven mm. is Auburn. Kentucky at eight. Nine is South Carolina. Ten is Missouri. Eleven is Tennessee. Twelve is Ole Miss. Thirteen, Florida. And fourteen, poor old Vanderbilt. And I think there's a few ways to look at this, Mike. Okay. I mean... There's there's the yards per game metric, which we all which has kind of become standard, but it's deeper than that, right? It's deeper than that. And, and I think last year, we talked about this a few times already this week on the show, but like last year's defense wasn't as bad as what the stats were. The offense just stunk and they're on the field all the time. And so I think naturally the defense's stats are going to get better this year because I believe just the offense is going to be better and have less three and outs and hopefully less crucial turnovers and things like that. So I believe as far as impact on their respective teams, Auburn has a top five defense. Yeah, I mean, this is tough, right? Like, I mean, with arguments for um, this defensive backfield is going to be 
good. In my opinion, I think they might be a top three unit in the SEC. Uh, so I expect the defensive backfield to be good. But Zach, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you know, half of this is what we project, and this is, and the other half is what they've done. So what did right. they do? What did they do? Well, you know, in terms of tackling, they were kind of like the bottom third of the SEC in terms of tackles, right? Like, so I mean, uh, uh, it was it was tough for them, I think, tackling last year um and sacks same thing middle of the pack in terms of sacks you know arkansas led the league with 42 sacks you know auburn had 26 sacks on the season um so it was you, you know it's interesting there and and then in turnovers right like you know bottom three you know turnovers is another place where they have to improve only six interceptions on the season south carolina led the league with 15 interceptions georgia had 12 Mississippi, I mean, there's a correlation there, I think, between some of the teams that you saw had success, yeah. right? And, you know, their ability to be able to first force turnovers, turnovers on defense. Now, there's a causation when we talk about defense in terms of how your offense is doing, right? If your offense is hanging your defense out to dry all the time, these numbers are going to gonna wane some, right? And right. when you look at how they voted, um, you know, Texas A&M and Auburn, I think, have better defenses than how they got voted on this list and i think mm -hmm. both of those teams were victims of poor offenses that put their defenses in poor positions constantly right so they kind of this is kind of like you know, we're, we're talking defense but it's kind of a, a team vote and these defenses played better than what they're ranked here i completely agree with you on arkansas like give me a break give me a break yeah I, I think that's too high yeah. um i think there's a chance that bama's a little too high maybe maybe um i think mississippi state is fine. I'm curious to see how much they change things. I imagine they won't since their defensive coordinator took over as the head coach. And then LSU, look, I mean, LSU, um, they're, they didn't really lose mm -hmm. much. Right, I mean, they, yeah. they won the SEC West, and they're bringing almost everybody back. And, of course, Georgia. Georgia's Georgia at this point. Brian Kelly, I mean, he inherited five stars everywhere. Like, people underestimate to what extent that talent was being mismanaged by Edge Orderon near the end of sure. his, his tenure, right? But they have been recruiting at a high level, so I don't have a problem with LSU. You know, I'm looking, I'm sitting there looking at Georgia, and I get it. They're the easy number one vote, but can they do it three years in a row? Going yes. into year two – I was I was skeptical that that defense would be as good as the previous year's defense, and then they obviously they opened up against Oregon, and we're like, oh yeah, they're still that good. Well, also, Mike, I mean, you look at the impact they're going to have in regards to the scheduling. Their mm -hmm. schedule's a joke. Oh my and god! So I mean, it's going to look better than it actually is, too. It's going to the stats are going to be good, but also it's going to pass the eye test just because of the competition. I believe they're tied with LSU for easiest strength of schedule in the league. I'm surprised LSU's up there. I, th I thought it was I thought it was like I, I, when I last looked at it, I could have swore both of them were like the seventies or sixties in terms of. How is a team in the SEC West have the easiest schedule? I'm That's wild. You, yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, it, it was the non-conference and like you know when you look at their schedule, they were ranked down there. I mean, Auburn was like between fifteen and twelve, depending on what service you looked at, mm -hmm. and um, you know Georgia and LSU they were they were down on the list from what I what I saw in terms of spring schedule. So. Uh, to bolster okay. your point, right? Yeah, that defense has a chance to put up the numbers, certainly, because their competition is not being seen as, you know, hard as some of their SEC counterparts. Yeah, so let us know, where do you think Auburn should be ranked looking at their defense in the SEC? I think five or six is reasonable, which isn't far off. You know, the the host vote, voted them at seventh. But mm -hmm. and then like Texas A&M's good. You know, should Texas A&M be in the top five? Curious to see what people say, comment down below, reach out on Twitter or um, mm -hmm. Locked on Auburn Discord. would love to continue yeah. the conversation in those places. Mike G, you guys always have a conversation going at the War Report. Tell us about it.
Ah, listen, man, we got lots of great stuff. SEC Media Days is coming, Zach. We've got lots so of we've got lots of content building up the SEC Media Days. We're going to be there in Nashville. You're going to be there. Expect content from Locked On and the War Report uh, live from Nashville. Oh, yeah. But uh, we're excited about some of the things we've got coming. Cole Kublik joins the show quite a bit. Um, and then we've got some player content coming that I think everybody's going to like here. So become a Ooh. patron. Stay tuned. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, be sure to give those guys some love. Just search the War Report on YouTube. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.